Hallelujah. On the hills far away stood an old ragged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I love that old cross where the dearest and best. For a world of loneliness was slain on the hill, far away, stood an old rugged cross, the emblem of suffering and shame. And I, and I love that old cross, cross where the dearest and best for a world of lost sinners was slain. So, so I cherish the old rugged cross till my throne is at last I lay down, I will cling to the old, to the old rugged cross and exchange it someday for a crown. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. For the work on the cross. This morning we are grateful for the reminder that you shed your blood for us on Calvary. We know your visitation is with your people, Lord. And as your word comes, Holy Spirit, you do the teaching. Encourage every single one in this house. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It feels really nice to be in a spacious environment. Amen. It actually feels extremely extra nice to be able to park freely, you know. Yes. Uh, it feels different. Praise the Lord. There is a song that has been on my heart that I just want us to sing. It's a very popular song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit. This guy, the way he plays the drums is so different. You, 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 you are a drummer, right? Your, your drum is your instrument. Of, uh, little board drums, no, a little different to my ears. Born of his spirit, washed in his blood. Blessed are she, your Jesus is mine. Oh, wonderful of glory. 
Lord of the Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story. This is my song. presiding elder said this week we have looked at John 14 1 as our theme for our revival Jesus said believe in God but also believe in me amen believe in God believe in me it was a time that he knew what the disciples were going through he knew that they were sad in their hearts he knew there were times coming ahead that they were going to even be uh, more, more despondent, more sad, more depressed. There were times coming ahead that they were going to see this Jesus and be utterly disappointed because they had put their trust in him. They had hopes that he was going to restore reigns back to them and they were going to hold their positions and they were going to defeat the, uh, the Roman Empire and they were going to really rule, I mean, rule in Jerusalem. And he knew that it was a time that he was supposed to suffer pain and be crucified and die. And he saw the disciples and just said, you know what? The things that are going to happen in the near future, they are serious stuff. They are going to make you depressed. They're going to make you down, bring you down. But believe in me. Hallelujah. He said, but believe in me. I'm going up to heaven and I, I will bring a comfort. I will bring, there's going to be an exchange of divine persons. I'm not going to be with you. I'm going to go out there. But when I go, I'll send you the Holy Spirit. He's going to be with you. Believe in me. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. Believe in me. But this morning, I just want us to look a little bit more beyond believing. Praise God. Because when you talk about believing, Bible says that the devil also believed. The devil knew that Jesus was the Christ. He believed. In fact, scripture says that his belief was even probably more poignant and more powerful than ours because Bible says that he even trembled at the mention of the name Jesus. The devil believed also. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So there is something beyond belief. That's what I want us to look at this morning. Praise the Lord. And the title of the message is, is Faith, a, a, a Higher Dimension of Belief. Praise God. Oh, I said praise God. The devil knows that Jesus is the Son of God. He knows that he died on the cross. He knows that on the third day he rose again. Well, he got to know that he rose again on the third day. Uh, he trembled and all that. But the devil did not trust in Jesus. Even though he believed, beloved of God, let us look at what faith is in a more practical sense. Because I believe that when we believe and we add another dimension on our belief, which is faith, that is where we see his glory in our lives. Praise the Lord. Oh, I said praise the Lord. So what is faith? What is faith? Bible defines faith as confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. The confidence of what we hope for and assurance of what we did not see. Jesus said, believe in me, but if we, are not, if we don't understand or if we don't have the faith that Jesus is there, then we cannot believe in him. So the mere fact that we are asked to believe in Christ leaves us to also think that even though we don't see him, he exists. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I said praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The mere fact that we don't see him also means or means that he exists. That is why we are supposed to believe in. Sometimes we don't do this perfectly. Sometimes if there's, 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 there are a few of us in this house that you can bear witness with me that sometimes we not doubt, but sometimes we slip in the knowledge that God is still there. Jesus is there. We don't do it perfectly. But this morning, I just want us to be reminded by our main scripture, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. The Bible says that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing, and hearing, which is the capacity to hear, and hearing by the word of God. For us to be able to even believe, we need to have faith. And this faith, the Bible says, it comes by hearing, and hearing which is the capacity to hear, your ability to hear, hearing by the word of God. Faith comes. So if we're able to believe and, and live a life sustained by God, then we need to have faith. We need to know that he is there. He exists. The Bible says that those who know that he is, he exists, he's a rewarder of those people who diligently seek him. We have a God who exists, who is there. We don't see, we don't touch, but there's something on the inside of us that convinces us, that assures us that he's there, even though we don't see that is faith. Hallelujah. Amen. So Christ said, for you to have this faith, that faith comes by hearing the word of God. Amen. Jesus put it in a different way. So this is Paul saying, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God in Romans 10, 17. But Jesus also puts it this way, say that man shall not live by bread alone. So how does man live? Bible says that on every word that comes from the mouth of Christ, that comes from the mouth of God, and the words that comes from the mouth of God are given to us 
from Scripture. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone. For you to get sustained, for you to get nourished, for you to be fed, for you to be able to live this Christian life with success, it is not only eating, but also relying on the word of God. And Paul said, it is this word of God that translates into faith for you. Hallelujah. So that means that if you live, if we live our lives as Christians without the word of God, without hearing the word of God, without studying the word of God, without allowing the word of God to minister to us, we will lack faith. Our belief, our strong and earnest belief that God exists will diminish. And I don't want you to try this. But anyone who just basically delegates, I mean relegates the word of God to the back burners of their lives, to the fringes of their lives, those who decide not to even go to church, hear the word of God, read your Bible, don't read your Bible, don't, don't have to want to do anything to do with Christ's word. You know, you bear witness with me that as time goes on, if the enemy is able to put you at a place where he will deprive you from hearing the word of God, you know that it comes to a point in your life that the very existence of God, you would even doubt it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Now, Paul said, hearing the word of God brings faith. But faith in itself, beloved of God, there is an enigma about faith. It's, it's strange when you think about faith. When you talk about faith, when you ponder what faith is, there's a little bit of enigma to it because Bible says in Hebrews 3, Hebrews 4, 2, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, referring to people of the Old Testament. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. So Paul is saying, the writer of Hebrews is saying that faith, when we hear the word of God, it builds faith in us. But at the same time, for the word of God to really profit us, we also have to add faith to hearing that word of God. That is why Hebrews 4 verse 2 says that those people in the Old Testament, the, the gospel was preached to them in the Old Testament. They received the word of God, but they perished or it wasn't beneficial to them. Why? Because they did not add faith to the word that they heard. Praise God. So faith comes by hearing the word. But in order for the word to benefit you, you also need to add faith to that word. So when Jesus said, believe in me, you better believe that Jesus exists. You better believe that God is there. You better believe that there is someone who is bigger and better and more powerful. Add that concept to the word that you're receiving. And Bible says that when you do that, not only does faith build in you, but you will actually benefit from the word that is coming to you. You derive no profit if you hear the word of God and do not add faith to it. You come to church. We, you and I will come to church. We will listen to the word of God. But it will be boring. But if you are able to add faith to it, it becomes profitable for you. Amen. Amen. 
Jesus made this truth, we're going to done very soon. Jesus made this truth even clearer when he talked about the parable of the sower. The parable of the sower. One word was sold. Some hearts were so hard that Satan snatched that word from them. Bible says that some heart, some hearts were so ready, but there was a there was a temporary effect on the word that fall fell on those hearts. Some hearts were a little bit a thorny, so it choked the word. But Bible says that the word produces great harvest, thirtyfold, sixtyfold, a thousandfold, to those who added faith to the word. Hallelujah. So, beloved of God, as we talk about believing this week, I want us to also ponder that there is a dimension of believing that is higher, which is adding our faith to what we believe. Luke 8, 18. Jesus said, take heed therefore how you hear. Remember, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Jesus said, be careful how you hear, for whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and whosoever hath not from him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. 18 says, therefore consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even when they think they have, will be taken away from them. Consider how you listen to the words that translate into faith for you. If you add faith to it, it will benefit you. You have to hear the word of God with faith. Let me just slip into talking about three principles. There are certain principles that we can derive from the word of God. Or maybe, put it this way, there, there, are, there are certain practical things that we need to embark on whenever we're hearing the word of God. Amen. Because we want to, be, we want to increase our faith. We want to be more, uh, believe in Jesus more, but also make sure that the word that we hear translates into faith and be beneficial to us. And how do we do that? Three principles that I want us to look at and then we'll pray. Number one, whenever you come to church or whenever God blesses you with the opportunity to hear the word, come with a settled conviction that God speaks through his word to you. Hallelujah. Come with a settled conviction. Don't just come and just sit there and listen, but have a conviction in your heart that this word that is coming is from God who you cannot see, you've read, you read about, but he exists and this word coming comes from him alone. Praise the Lord. When I have a meeting with, when I have a meeting with my area head, I make sure that I have a pen and paper. I make sure that I record what he says because he's going to say something that I will need for the district, that I will need for the churches. Hallelujah. So I pay very good attention to what he is telling us. And I'm sure those of you here who, who are in, in, in your corporate setting, in your careers, whoever you have a meeting with, you know that when the person is talking, if he's your boss, you listen carefully. Hallelujah. Same thing when we come to the house of God. Have a settled conviction that the person who is speaking is not only your ordinary boss, but it is God who is speaking to you. Have a settled conviction in your heart that it is God speaking to me and no one, no other person. First Thessalonians 2.13. Paul said, 
And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as human word, amen, amen. but as it is actually is, the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. Paul is saying, we thank God for your life. There's something happening in your life. The church in Thessalonica, the members were growing rapidly. And that is what triggered Paul to, to write. They said, I thank God for your life because when I know that when you receive the word, when I speak to you, you don't just receive the word as something coming from Paul. You receive the word as God speaking to you. Hallelujah. It is not Pastor Jumpo. It is not, it is not Elder Dr. Nati. It is not any deacon, deaconess, any elder. Whenever the word of God is preached or spoken to you, beloved of God, have an inner conviction that these words coming, they come from God Almighty. Amen. Hallelujah. The people in the Old Testament, they heard the same word, but they did not receive it as the word coming from God. They received it as a word coming from man. And Bible says that his judgment came upon them. In other words, they did not benefit from that word. The difference is when we know, when we have the conviction in our hearts that it is God speaking, we attach better importance to that which we are receiving. And Bible says that when we do that, that word is able to do something in our lives and benefit us. Hallelujah. So the way we listen to this word, this word that turns into faith, this word that quickens us, this word that nourishes and sustains us, the way we listen to that word makes a big difference in how our life is translated into, praise the Lord. Bring something to the church, to, to church, when, when you are coming to hear the word of God, whether it is the Bible on your phone, whether it's your notebook, bring the Bible, get engaged Practically, I think that is how we need to uh, uh, approach this topic, to be able to receive something from God. Come with a settled conviction that today's message that I'm hearing did not come from man, but it came from God himself. Hallelujah. Number two, not only should we come with a settled conviction that is God speaking to us, but let us come with a heart of a big appetite. Amen. Amen. Man shall not live by bread alone. The same way that bread is good to the human body. Jesus said the word of God is good for the human spirit. Hallelujah. So come with some kind of appetite. Beloved of God, in fact, sometimes it's even important for us to use the pressures of our lives to increase that appetite when we are coming to hear the word of God. I don't know what you're going through this morning. It might be some sickness that has been buffeting your body for a long time. That is something that you can pivot on and turn it into the appetite to hear God's word and hear what the Spirit of God is ministering to you concerning that issue. Praise the Lord. You see, in the book of Psalms, I have two examples that just basically nails this fact that when we have to come to the house of God, or listen to the word of God with the pressures of life being the, one of the biggest appetites that will help us receive 
that word, Psalm 42. David said, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night while people say to me all day long, where is your God? What is the pressure? What is something that David is pivoting on that makes him want to hear the word of God, makes him want to come into the presence of God? Verse 3 says, my tears, my tears have been my food all day. All day I have been crying. Something is happening to my body. Something is happening to my system. Something is happening to my life. Something negative is going on in my life. But David said that I will pivot on that and then say, my soul panteth after God. What it is in your life that you can turn it around and stand on that and because of that, have a voracious appetite to hear the word of God. Are you depressed? Are you depressed? Are you someone in the house who is finding so much difficulty in accomplishing something? There is something in your life that you can pivot on to give you the appetite to hear the word of God and catch something in that word of God. Where are you? Is there anything that you can stand on that will give you that appetite? Psalm 27, Bible says, One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze into his gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. Here it is. For in the day of trouble, he will keep me. David said in the day of trouble, when I have such difficulty, something that I will whet my appetite, to even want to be in the house of God, want to hear the word of God. In the day of trouble, David said, I want to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. When things are normal, maybe the appetite will not be heightened. But David said, in my days of trouble, my appetite is gone way high up there. Somebody in the house maybe have been seeking for a job. Somebody in the house maybe you haven't searched Tremendous challenges at work. Your career is on a hold. Turn that into the appetite to even come into the presence of God, to hear the word of God and hold on to that word of God. Come with an inner conviction in your heart that the word's coming is from God, but also in your personal life, whatever is negative, whatever is buffeting your soul, use that as an appetite to come into the house of God and hear his word. Hallelujah. Let us use the precious of life. After today, Monday going on, you're going to be faced with so many things. When they come, remember, it is a pressure of life. Use that as an appetite to study the word of God. Hallelujah. Number three. I think it is about time for us to learn how to eat the word of God properly. Praise the Lord. When we were babies, I don't remember, but I remember my children when they were babies. You would feed them because they couldn't feed themselves. But as time went on, when they picked up the skill to be able to feed themselves, they did it, and they did it very cutely sometimes. Hallelujah. We also, 
if you consider the word of God as the bread of life, then we also need to be able to maturely know how to feed on that word of God. When the word of God is preached, you feed on it maturely when you are able to pick one or two things that will benefit you for that week. Hallelujah. And beloved of God, once the Holy Spirit is back in his words, there are one or two things that you can pick from. This word we've heard today, there are one or two things that you can hold on to that can help you through your week. That would build your faith as you're hearing those words. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't believe that the speakers or the preacher man should always bring applications to the word as it's because there are so many different permutations and combinations of people's issues and challenges in the house. There might be about 60 of us right now, but I'm telling you if we were to do a census, I mean if we do an interview to, for everybody to tell us what their challenges are, there, there would be thousands because I would bring my 55 challenges and then Elder Nate will bring her, his 58 you know, and it just multiple, multiplies all over again. Hallelujah. Elder Ting, when you see him handsome and he probably has maybe like 25. I'll give you 25 times. You said 70, 100. You see, 100. But the one who is able to hear the word of God and, and dissect that word, relying on the Holy Spirit, and allowing them, allowing the Holy Spirit to speak that a word that would be relevant to their situation. Is a person who knows how to eat properly the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. So let us know how to take that word, digest it, and decipher the ones that will be benefit, will benefit us according to the kind of challenge we are going through. So Jesus said, Paul said that faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word. So Paul is saying that, and Jesus is saying that, when that word comes, you need to add your faith to that word. And there are some practical things that you need to do. Have a conviction in your heart that the word is coming from God. Amen. Amen. Know how to receive the word. Hallelujah. Amen. These days, we don't even take notes when we are preaching, when we are listening to the message. We don't even take notes. My wife has... By the way, those who don't know my wife, that's Sherry sitting right there. Sweetheart, so wave your hands. Let's see you. This Saturday was 30 years of our marriage, a 30-year anniversary. Yes. She put up with me for 30 years. She has a book. One day, I will steal that book, and I'll come and show it to you guys. That book is so wobbly. That book is so old, and it's, it's almost tattered. One day, I flipped through the notes and I saw notes that she has taken of messages that she heard way back 1983-1984. These days, we don't take notes. When the word of God comes, let's know that it's coming from God. Let us jot the things down. The salient points, let us jot them down. This is not only for young men and women. It's for all of us. It's not, I'm not talking to only youth and pencil. It's for all of us. Let us take notes. Let us identify the places in the scripture that is coming to us that God is bringing us that will make a difference in our lives. Come with a settled conviction. Come with an appetite and learn how to take the
the word of God. Hallelujah. So what if you are in this house today and you have absolutely no faith at all? How can you derive this benefit? If you have no faith at all, that's exactly what we've talked about. Hear the word of God. Take it in. Believe that it comes from God. Place yourself regularly under the place. Sometimes it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good thing for us to come to the house of God to hear God's word. Hallelujah. Because it translates into faith for us. So when Jesus told his disciples, believe in me, believe in God, but also believe in me. Just like I started, he knew what was going to happen in the future. And for those who believed in him, for those who added faith, even in their most critical times, after his death, their lives turned around. Judas heard, believe in me. But I don't think he added that faith that was needed to those words and he perished. Peter heard, believe in me. But because of the circumstances and experiences he had with Jesus and the faith that he added to those words, even when he betrayed him three times, he could have also ended up differently, but he got saved. Beloved of God, you sitting here listening to the sound of my voice, believe in Jesus Christ. He died for us. He was crucified. He was buried. But on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, released the spirit of God, which dwelleth right now on the inside of you. That is our message. So let us believe in this Jesus, that every word that comes from him, let us believe that it has the potency, it has the ability to transform us. And if you add your faith to that, he will actually transform your life. Am I able to predict what is going to happen tomorrow to you, this week? Absolutely not. But I can predict that he who we believe in will always be there for us. And his word that nourishes us will sustain you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May every ounce of the word of God that has come today go a long way to change your life and build your faith. Believe in me, but also add that faith to the words that you are hearing and it will make a difference in your life. Shall we rise up? Come back. Shall we rise up? Shall we be on our feet? We want to just pray and thank God for this word. We want to pray for grace. Grace to believe. Grace to add faith. Grace to know that he exists. He's there for us. The grace to keep on track on the word of God. The grace to be able to hear the word of God to make a difference in our lives. Lift up prayer and thank God. Father, we thank you. We give you glory. We give you honor and praise. As your word has come to us, O oh God, we are thankful this morning. We know that you are able to save us. You are able to heal us. You are able to do the things, O oh God, that you have promised. We thank you for your word that has come, that we need to pay attention to every word that comes from the scripture. Father God, for those words are words of truth, words of comfort, words of power.
We give you glory and honor and praise. In the name of Jesus. Jehovah, I lift up every single person here, especially those, O oh God, whose faith are waning. In the name of Jesus, O oh God, may this word that has come forth, Father God, stir their spirit man. In the name of Jesus. Beloved of God, Jesus said, believe in me. He knew there were going to be challenges. And that is why he gave those words of comfort. In fact, those command to the disciples. As we stand before him right now, as we have heard the word of faith, I want us to pray that if there is anybody in this house who has come to his wit's end, his or her wit's end, she, he or she doesn't believe it anymore. They are dragged, something just has dragged them into the house. They don't believe. There's nothing on the inside that, that, that gives them the, the, the appetite to even be in the house of the Lord. Maybe Elder Nati will call them and find out why they didn't come to church. That's why they are here. Or maybe they're here because there's a new euphoria, new building. Let us go check it out. That's why the, the core reason why they exist, they don't believe it. I want us to lift up prayer. If you are someone like that, I'm not asking you to come forward, but I just want you to, to give God another chance. Lift up prayer right now and say, God, help me in my unbelief. Lift up prayer now and say, Father, help me because I have not believed. But today, help me. Build me up. Do something on the inside of me. I, re I relinquish everything to you. If you are somebody like that, just relinquish everything. Leave everything to God and allow God to do something in your life. Father God, uh, we lift up prayer for any single one in this room. Father God, who have come to their wit's end. Jehovah, who don't believe anymore. We pray, O oh God, that your faith, your word, O oh God, will translate into faith in them right now in the name of Jesus. Help them, O oh God. Uh, help them to believe one more time. We come to you, Lord. If there is anyone like that, oh God, I pray, oh God, that you would touch them. Jehovah, touch their hearts. Jehovah, touch their spirit. Jehovah, touch their spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We bring them before your throne. Your word said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. As we have heard, O oh God, as they have heard, in the name of Jesus. Translate it, O oh God, into faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. May it benefit them. Jehovah, give them a change in their hearts, O oh God. Jehovah, replenish, O oh God, something on the inside of them. In the name of Jesus. That their lives would never be the same. Indeed, it marko to nuri yebebe in my I have come to you, Lord. I come just as I am. I open up to you. For all 
Sing this song to you. Pray that the Holy Spirit will touch 